on, chill it out. Outside, taste freeze. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between his knees. Jackie say, Hey, Diane, let's run off behind the shade of trees. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks, let me do what I please. Say, Oh, yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Hello? Oh, yeah, life goes on. Hello? Long after the thrill. Living is gone. The song's about reincarnation. It is? He said, after the thrill, living is gone. Living is gone. Uh, we got in trouble last week because we had a we opened it with a Lana Del Rey song, we, Summertime Sadness, and Spotify flagged it for really? copyright infringement. I told them we had permission from Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Are you here? I'm here. What are you doing? I was uh, trying to find a track to play. Too late. Oh, so wait, we got flagged? Yeah, they flagged us. We always use copyrighted music. Yeah, I don't. Why don't podcasts just do it all the time? I think it depends on how small you are. If you're small, music. you can get away with it stealing music. But if you if you're big you're like big us, if you're oh, big like yeah. us, then you start getting noticed. They yeah. want their money. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, but mu- come on, man. Like, let's face it. Let's face it. Music's free. Music is free. It should be free for everybody. Who are Everyone you? should have free music. Music for all. Wait, who are you? Listen, I just was really afraid of the Clintons, and that's why I bowed down, because I saw the body count. Are you, who? Listen, you know who I am. I'm for the people. You kind of sound like Jerry Seinfeld. No, I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. You kind of sound like I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I'm Bernie Sanders. You sound more. I'm Bernie, I'm for the people. Can you get <laughs> There's Many of my supporters have the bumper stickers on the cars. They still won't take them off. Jerry? What's the deal with cereal? <laughs> you sound- it's so crunchy. You have to let it soak in the milk, and then it becomes too soggy. <laughs> you- Why can't they make cereal so it's somewhere in between? You gotta, you gotta be a little lower here. He's a little here. Hi, how are you? Very how are good. you? Very good. Get go get yourself a cup of milk. Why is it put that little, put Mexican Coke is always better? Put a little milk in the sugar. Put a little, put a little milk little in the sugar. In the milk and in the sugar. You got yourself a cake. Get yourself a cake. Make it a birthday cake, you know, you don't know, you, you can eat a birthday cake at any time, it doesn't have to be a birthday. You put milk, flour, sugar. Milk, flour, sugar, you whisk it. Get the immersion blender, you put it in 425 degrees. You're drinking cookie dough. Cookie then, dough, you're drinking cookie dough milkshake. <laughs> and then you go, you lay in a hot sauna. And you go lay, in, lay an egg. And then. <laughs> the, you can the, lay your own eggs. And then you got a cake. A cake and you make in a your cake. belly. Then you ate a cake. You but can lay your start, own eggs and you can eat your own <laughs> eggs. Started with a. <laughs> started with a. It a started. Cup of milk. A, Cup of flour. Cup of cup flour. Of it was good. <laughs> God. Don't have any chickens in it. Don't have any chickens. If you're a vegetarian, you can still eat eggs. I think it sounds, <laughs> I think it sounds like him. Let me pull up his Bernie speech. Bernie's lower. How you doing? This is Bernie. Call me a radical, but I have to believe all rail workers. Here we go. The rail workers are asking for 15 paid sick days. This is not a radical idea. We are the only country on earth that does not guarantee paid sick days. You get yourself a cup of milk. You get yourself a cup of flour. You get yourself a cup of sugar. And you drink it. And in your stomach, you have all of the ingredients to make a cake. Then... You crack an egg in your mouth, 
like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, how we doing? What's Rick? going on with the the rail the railroad? They reached companies? a they reached a deal. Here's something with uh, Biden. Whoa. This is what Joe Biden. Wow, that's not We're Joe Biden. That's tons a commercial. Of this is Biden. As you might guess, I am very pleased <laughs> to announce. A this is new. Labor agreement between that has been reached between the railroad workers and the railway companies. Good. This agreement. Yeah. Were you nervous? Is a big win for America. So nervous. And for were you both, scared? In my view. I want to thank the lead negotiators and the from the labor movement, the brother of locomotive engineers, the trainmen, International <laughs> Association of Sheet Metal and Air. And All right, Rick. Enough political commentary. And this is a win for tens of thousands. Of and for the I uh. I saw the Elvis movie. Oh, you did? I loved it. Isn't it good? This is a story of a showman and a snowman. What was your favorite um, moment in it? I loved the end. The end? It's so sad. I know. I cried. Yeah, I, I did too. Cause when, when they show the real footage of him? It's insane. And you're like, it just, it, it gives you insight onto, like you look at Elvis and right. the legend of Elvis, you're like, this guy is like a god amongst men. Right. He's legend. He's There's no other guy like Elvis. And you're yeah. like, he, he could do whatever he wants. Right. And then you watch the movie and you realize that his manager kept him in a little golden cage. Yeah, it was such a... Like, he always wanted to do a world tour. He never got, never to, got to do it. I kept on my promise and I brought the world to him. You know what my favorite little part... Little gold memory. My Tom favorite Hanks. part was when he... He was, um, good, he was Yeah, Tom was great. Um... The part where he reinvents his career and he meets those executives at the Hollywood, Hollywood sign. Yeah. And then that whole um, moment. Let's play that song. That was a that that was that was a very emotional. What was that? It was like his comeback. Yeah. He would, they were basically you know I think the colonel think had kind of built him minds. into yes yeah, wise. We could go on together. Was that it? The comeback. I don't think it's suspicious minds. I think it was. No, he what what it was was that, um, I think it was after Martin Luther King, it was after Kennedy, and it was Fucking after, dream. yeah, what, it, yeah, this song. It was a great song. Go on. There, I mean, great yeah, movie. It was. I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job about showing like his roots and how he did. Yeah. Kind of co-op black culture back in that day, sure. you know. Got to be With the, uh, they had that one artist out the window singing Hound Dog. And yeah. It was really well made. If I can it also made me like, uh, I remember after the movie, I don't know if you did this, I jumped in and like Listen. watched all his clips. I d I've been listening to a lot of his songs because... He was great. Yeah. And I, Austin Butler did a phenomenal job. An amazing job. Yeah. Like, I. He doesn't like quite look like him, but. But that's. Thirty minutes in the movie, you're like, I buy it. He's well, so committed. Yeah, only Elvis is Elvis. Yeah. This guy did an incredible job. How many, how many Elvis impersonators, out there do you think were like, I could have been. They told me I was gonna get the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. That's the most impersonated character of all time, and they were all. They, you yeah. know, that was probably a really difficult one. Yeah. For a lot of them, because they were like. I dedicated my whole. I dedicated my whole life yeah, to this. Yeah, Bernie as an Elvis impersonator. We're gonna be here for the Warehouse Unions. Tell me why. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We're lost in a cloud. We're lost in a cloud. 
That was a great scene because the manager was in the background. Yeah. I wonder how many liberties they took. I wonder if that really did go down exactly like that. Maybe not. We're spoiling the movie, but this is all written yeah, in, this, in the books. Yeah, it's on TV now. By TV, I mean HBO. There is no TV oh, is? anymore. Did you watch it on HBO? Yeah. Do you like Boss? I love Boss. Yeah, yeah. actually, I think in the world of uh, filmmakers these days, like it's rad that there are people like Boz that are they have like an actual tone like you know what you're getting in for and it was very Boz in the beginning but then it actually turned into this really um really smooth story you know he kind of hits you with a lot of flair at the beginning but uh, you know what I like about Boz is when you go to a Boz Lerman movie you're like he's giving you your money's worth yeah he knows you're he's giving you the spectacle yeah you know? I um I, I appreciate that because I, I laugh too, like you were, and I have been talking about like TV shows and like, um, everyone always says like, you know, give it the, uh, first episode, you know, yeah. or you got to get through the first season. Yeah. I remember with Breaking Bad, everyone was saying like, just get through that first season. And, th- and, and with the whole se- I mean, I feel like after episode three, it picks up, but yeah, I know what you mean. But, but that was always kind of what people yeah. would say like, oh, I can't get through And I'm like, well, you have to, and I've heard that more times than, than not now. It's like. Yeah, why does everything have to be so rough in the beginning? Yeah. You know, I guess that's just, you know, it must be the process of getting something made. Like, because when you watch the yeah. pilot, the pilot always feels clunky, and then the writer's rooms pick up, and they get in their flow more for the show. But, yeah, I um, with, with, with that movie, I remember in the very beginning, it was very showy in the beginning, but then as time went on, I really appreciated yeah. what they were doing. Um, and, yeah, you know, with him, you get a good movie. I didn't know that the movie would track like his whole life and get to the part where you know he gained a lot of weight yeah and priscilla um was priscilla right yeah priscilla left him apparently um the real priscilla presley uh wanted lana del rey really to play her um but didn't work out they didn't yeah so maybe they just who knows maybe she turned it down i don't know that's when uh that was like during the pandemic at the beginning as Tom Hanks was working on that movie. Oh, that's when they that started was the movie. There was a pandemic movie? It was before the pandemic. They were working on it uh, over there. Oh, uh, in Australia. Yeah, remember? And he got and COVID. John Donahue was on our podcast. Oh, yeah. He, was, he, he couldn't talk about it much then, but he was that's right. in uh, seclusion in that hotel in Australia. That's what they were working on. That was the movie. Because uh, I remember he was going like, oh, we're here working on a Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah, because Baz is from Australia. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Some things, uh, yeah, that it came out. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it got like it was a mixed bag. Some people really didn't like it. I think people are sure they're Baz haters. They don't. They think he's too much. Which I, I mean, I understand. He is, but yeah. that's the, it's that's like. But that's like his thing. He's like, and if Baz was gonna make any movie, any biopic, it would make sense that he would do one about Elvis. It feels like yeah. it matches his like rhinestone. Right. aesthetic of you know glitz and glam and i'll never forget seeing um uh moulin rouge uh-huh. and like being kind of blown away by just like the craft of filmmaking like how incredible his movie strictly ballroom was the first one and i didn't get that one that one i didn't watch it i mean it's the most subdued of all of them because there what's was that a, one about it's about ballroom dancing and it's about a romance between two people and okay it's just done really well but it's cool because since there isn't the money for the spectacle of all of the like effects you still see his tone in like an indie film yeah and through the editing the wardrobe the topic itself like you do get a film 
right. uh, of his style. Um, then he did Romeo and Juliet next, I think. Yeah, I think that was the follow-up, and then Milan, and then... Romeo and Juliet was great. So good. Yeah. yeah I he, missed Gatsby. I didn't see that one. Oh, I didn't see that one either. Yeah. Didn't you work on that? No. Oh, I did. I got hired to... Uh, Film light shoot bulbs. Ins- inserts. Like, so that we, makes sense. We went to a studio, and I shot very macro close-ups of uh, old light bulbs flashing right. in slow motion. Did you get a credit for that? Yeah, I, I'm in that. I'm in that. Uh, yeah, I forgot. What's, what's I, the Rick Darge IMDb look like? I forgot. I don't know if it's on the IMDb, but it's definitely in the movie. Yeah, that's oh, okay. I'm gonna still check you out. This is a little segment we like to call "What's on Your IMDb." And I'll check your IMDb next. Okay, sounds good. Rick Darge, director in the Google search. Okay, going down to IMDb, clicking on it. All right, Rick. Wow, you got a lot of fucking credits, bro. Yeah, a lot of camera department credits. All right. Uh, what was it like working on the short film Now Hiring, filmed back in 2018? I don't remember that one. Okay, you're a cinematographer. Uh, I was? What was it like uh, on the filming of the short film Blinded back in 2013? I was in that? You shot that? Let's go to your acting page. Uh, this segment's <laughs> not going as well as I thought. Nine credits for an actor. All right, Rick, let's talk about the film. Uh, Go on. My New Apartment, yes. Oh, that was a short film I made. Um, I, it was about my new apartment. What about a movie, a show called Hollywood Hacks back in 2018? I don't, uh, was I in that? It says you played Aced Audition, random actor. I don't you were in a little movie in 2015 called Cheese Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was Mars. A, Yeah, that was a short film I made with. An ex-girlfriend that never came out. And then uh, in 2022, you're about to be in a film called Observers, playing a pest control slash painter. In 2022? So it says you're in a movie called Observers. It's filming. You're filming right no, now. really? I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know most of these. Are you sure you're on my page? I'm on your page. What about when you were the cinematographer... Are you sure you're on my page? Yes, I'm looking at it. Rick Darge was born in South Plainfield, New Jersey, and discovered filmmaking at an early age, often employing family members around him to star in his short films and fake infomercials. Yeah. High school, Darge directed music videos, short documentaries, and indie high school movie called Broken Strings. Darge yep. went to study and graduate. God, you got a long-ass bio. Wait, what the fuck is Observers? Dude, I'm not in a, a movie called Observers. What? Pest control painter. Let's look at the. Let's let's go into. Wait a the, minute. After witnessing a disturbing occult ritual via the dark web, college student Riley Shepard believes he is being monitored by some mysterious cult. Rory Gamble, writer Rory Gamble. Do you know these people? I am not in this fucking movie. What is this shit? You're in a movie with Larson Ranier. Who the hell's Rory Gamble? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. This is crazy that you just discovered this. Dude, I don't know what this is. I don't know what Observers is. Am I in Observers? Sometimes I wonder, is it my memory or... What's going on, Rick? Wait a minute. What is this? Dark wet... Was I in the... Dude, I don't know what this is. You... Okay, we got your bio pulled up. Um, what was it like being in Sunset Society in 2018? Sunset Society? Yeah. 
I was in that movie. Your first movie you ever made was, well, you've got a lot of titles on here. You've done quite well for yourself. Uh, first movie you ever made, holy moly. That's not me. Yeah, uh, whoa. Jeez, let me see here. Can't I do it till I need glasses? Then your I... second movie was A Girl's Best Friend. What are you doing? Wait a minute, let me look up your bio. Hold on. Let's That's... look up the bio. Hold on a second, please. Everyone's tuned out by now. <laughs> That's not me. You're in a lot of titles here. Holy moly. What are you looking up? I'm looking up your fucking shit. You have 1,500 credits? Wow, let's look up your bio. I have 31 credits. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at your bio right now. Since the demise of the legendary John Holmes in March 1988, the short, mustachioed, heavyset Chris Candy has assumed the mantle as the number one U.S. male star of adult cinema. However, what? That's don't, me? don't confuse Chris with the similar-looking, mustachioed 70s, 80s adult film star Harry Reams, who has long since retired from the adult film industry. Are you talking about Ron... Portly Chris is not blessed with film star looks and a chiseled six-pack. Oh, okay. I see what His you're doing. His appeal here. and talents lie in other areas, um, what, which your... happens to be in his long member measuring nearly 10 inches erect and his regular guy appearance and amazing endurance uh -huh. in front of the camera uh -huh. have undoubtedly contributed to his phenomenal success in an industry notorious for dumping those men who can't perform on cue. Okay. Wow, dude. That's not me. I didn't know this about you. You have a 10 incher? You got a 10 incher? <laughs> nice. All right, everybody. My name's Chris Candy, and today my star meter is 33,448. Let's take a look at Rick Darge. I better be more than you. <laughs> Am I? And on Rick Darge's star meter is 418,820,000. Wow, I'm not that far off from you. No, you're at 418. I'm 33. Yeah, the higher the number is better. No, it's that's not how it works. Yeah, Want to see who's number one? Brad Pitt. Let's see. Let's see. Brad Pitt. Here we go. Let's see. Brad Pitt. Let's just see. All right, give me a business. Brad is actually 72 on the star meter. He's younger than that. Give it's me a business. It's a night I feel it all along. Give me a business. I'm trying. Uh, give me a... Uh, How about a record store? Yeah, let's call a record store. All right. Um, I'm going to call... Yeah, there's a, a record store nearby. Which one? It's called Gimme Gimme Records. Let's call them up. Are you going to... Okay. You, yeah, dude, you, I got a prank you, ready. You handle them. We're going to call two record stores. I do it the first time and you do it the second time. This is how we show that we're different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, bro. Are you, okay? you having a stroke? What's yeah, 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 yeah. Huh, interesting. Taika Waititi. <coughs> Number 48 on the star meter. Star meter. What a weird system. Hello, give me, give me a record. How you doing? I'm looking for a specific record. Um, do you carry anything by Megadeth? Uh, maybe. Which one were you looking for? Uh, the album's called Cup of Cum. I don't have that. No, oh, sorry. shit. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Bye -bye. <laughs> All right, you next.
Not the same record company. No, I'm going to no, call Sick different. City Records. Cup of Cum? Yeah, Cup of Cum by Megadeth. <laughs> I like how, like, matter of fact he was. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, we, we ran out of that one. Uh, we were, it, it was in stock, it was limited edition. Why do I have to say this? Uh, anyway, so, no, you don't have to say that. You just make up your own bullshit. Oh, I can make up my Fake own. record, fake Okay. Name. Can I help you? Hey, how's it going? Good. How's it going? Oh, good, man. Long day. I um, I broke my <laughs> my girlfriend's uh, Megadeth record. Do you guys carry Megadeth? Uh, let me double check. Hold on a sec. Which one was the one that you broke? Oh, it was called uh, Cup of Cum. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. I can't believe I'm doing this. <sighs> no, we don't, have, we don't have any mega death at this moment. Ugh. She's going to run me over with her car. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good weekend, man. Happy Friday. All right. I'm going to call one really quick. I don't want to do this anymore. Shut up. <laughs> no, this, uh, Shut up. I don't want to do this. Here we go. I'm going to do it now, and then you're going to do one last one. All right, fine. Wh who are you calling? I'm calling uh, Rubicon Records and Tapes. You hung up on yeah, them? That was an accident. Let me call Rockaway Records in Glendale. You're calling some pretty three, two, cool three. record labels. Do you know this one? Yeah. Oh. Three, two, three, two. Okay. If anyone's going to appreciate a prank call. I got this one. It'll be them. I mean, yeah. Rockaway Records. Hi, yeah. I'm looking for a uh, an Elvis Presley record. Okay. It's, Which one? Uh, it's called Choking on a Big Old Peanut Butter Sandwich. Uh, hold on, let me check. Thank you. I think the funniest thing about this is that everyone's like, sure, maybe that's the name of the record. <sighs> that's... You know, we're never going to get serious jobs doing this. Yeah. True. We talked about being baristas earlier today. Where were you going to work? Coffee, bean, or Starbucks? Oh, like civil coffee, like a cool shop. They're not going to hire you. Nah, I got to get a face tattoo.
don't see anything under that name. Okay. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. Ooh, he slammed that phone. Okay, last one, and this is you. Okay. Cosmic Vinyl. Oh, I know the owner of Cosmic Vinyl, actually. <laughs> Let's see if he picks up. Wait, hold on. Um, hold on. Do you know what you're going to say? Um, I'm just. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, good. Here we go. Hey, is Oren working today? No, he isn't in. Uh, I, okay, it's uh, a friend of his. I'm on a podcast. Uh, We're doing prank calls, and I was going to try and prank him. Um, have a good one, dude. Thanks. What? Well, I know the guy that owns it. He's a nice guy. And we're moving on with the show. See, I do the meta prank. I just tell people what I'm trying to do. I don't like lying. All right, one more. One more. No, I'm done pranking. Can we do something else? One more prank for can you. Because that wasn't a prank. Can we engage in another that form of conversation? That wasn't a fucking prank. Right, what fine. You did. God. Okay, here we go. I don't want to do it. Get your shit together. I don't want to do it. Get your ass together, dude. This is why your star meter's low. <laughs> <laughs> My star meter's high. Could be higher, you know. Here we go. Another another records. This is called Bangladesh Records. Okay. Uh, hi, do you guys have any records by the Counting Crows? What happened? Do you guys have any records by the Counting Crows? By, by who? The Counting Crows. So, oh, I'm sorry. Is this, um, is this a record store? No, this is CCLA. Oh, okay. Um, so you guys don't have vinyl records there? No, we sell, like, accessories for that. Oh, okay. So there's no records there. All right. Just Just, oh, it's like a clothing store? Yeah. Oh, okay. Stussy. Okay. That was a good one. I... <laughs> For everyone out there, I used to work at that store. I had no idea I was pranking them. Uh, cool. Well, that was a great podcast. <laughs> Well, I got answers That the answer What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Aldous isn't here to do the normal Aldous shtick. Should we call him? Yeah, ring him up. Okay. He can close out the podcast for us. Exactly. That'd be nice. Um, and should I, we call him? We'll call him from a burner number. Yeah, burner number. Let's try and prank him. What should we say to him? Um, I got it. Wait, do your Bernie. Do a Bernie. Or can I do a Bernie? No, no let me your do Bernie it. sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. Listen, Aldous, at least you're down here. <laughs> He's going to know what's going on. All right, we'll do something so he doesn't know it to you. Can you please fucking try? I do try. Try harder. Oh, oh, it's like that now, huh? Just do it so he doesn't know it to you. Do something with your voice. Like, <laughs> 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 Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo, bro. I got your number last night. 
Yo, shit was funny, dude. What? Dude, I got your number last night, man. You were funny. Thanks, man. Dude. Yes. You're gonna be big, dude. You say I'm, did you say I'm big? You're gonna be big. That's that's very sweet of you, thank you. But don't let Rick Dodge take you down. That's that's true. I think he's kind of just Oh no. He's kinda of like, Hey, you, you have to you, you have to do this, you have to do that. But Mike, you want know Rick? I'm gonna I'm gonna whip your Audi. What? I'm take that Audi, you know what I mean? <laughs> what? Yeah! I'm gonna take that Audi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast, Aldis. Thanks, Aldis, for being on the show. Thanks. Oh, it's your spirit. All right. <laughs> Later. All right. See, we have fun here. We have fun. We have a good time. That was you know? a good podcast. Yeah. They got a new. Uh, they did the new cast announcement for SNL. Did you make it? Did you? Thanks so much for being. Thanks did so much for podcast. Yeah, I made it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to SNL. Good for you, Rick. Thanks, dude. I'm going to New York. Congratulations. Yep. I'm going to be the oldest cast member to start. Great. You're a 40-year-old cast member. <laughs> yep. Got to start somewhere. Thanks, everybody. Am Thank I right or am I right? Have a good time, everybody. Have a great weekend or a week. Have a good week. We love you. We love you. We'll talk to you next time.